Are your books in order for tax time? You are listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, your host. My guest today is Andrew Schwartz. He's a CPA based in Boston, where he has a tax practice where he specializes in tax issues affecting healthcare professionals. He is also the founder of the MD Taxes Network, an affiliation of CPAs who cater to physicians and their practices. Andrew, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Well, it, it is. Uh, we're coming up on April, I guess, is the the time when we all have to do our taxes. And you specialize in medical practices, so that's why you're on the show. Why do I need an accountant for my medical practice? What is the benefit I get from that? Well, I would say that you spend so much time studying and learning to be a physician and, and to do the best you can at providing medical care that they never really teach you a lot about running your business and running a profitable business. Right. That's the purpose of this show, to try and help the doctors out there learn a little business, not necessarily become accountants, although their mother would be equally as happy, lawyer, accountant, or doctor. That's not true, because I, I work with one of my brothers, and my other brother is a physician. So who's your mother's favorite? Well, it's funny. We were down visiting her in Florida. She lives down in Florida. Of course she does. And we're swimming in the pool. I was in the pool, and um, as I said, my brother and I are both accountants working together. The, the other guy is a physician. She asked... If I'm the doctor, I said no, and she says, well, what is it that you do? She's not talking about her kids. <laughs> right, who aren't exactly. Well, I'm sorry for you. That must have been hard for the last few years. So uh, let's get back to what, what should I be worried about now? Uh, my accountant asked me for all my stuff from last year. He's looking over my payroll. He's looking over my credit cards. Is there something special about being a doctor and having a practice that I have to be thinking about differently than just any other business? Well, first off, hopefully this isn't the first time that um, that your accountant is looking at your numbers. Uh, the way we work with our clients is an ongoing process throughout the year, and as the year winds down, that's actually the time to really start focusing on your collections, on your overhead expenses, on steps you can take uh, before the year winds down, before December 31st, uh, to save taxes. If someone's going in there now for the first time, there's still things that you can do. There's still steps you can take now to, to save taxes for last year, but you really wanted to, to go through this process right. before December 31st. What if there's money sitting in the checking account at uh, December 31st? There's $30,000 sitting in the checking account, and nobody's taking it as income, and does that get taxed? Uh, yeah, the way it works for physicians who have a practice, they're taxed on money that they take out of the business, and they're also taxed on any increase in cash in the company bank account over the course of the year. But what if you need that to pay January's bills when they roll in? Then it's a write-off for 2008. Okay. All right. So I don't, have to, I don't always have to clean out the year and have zero in my bank account on December 31st. No, but surprisingly, most clients do try to do that. Uh, I think psychologically, they want to pay all the bills before the end of the year, and they want to start next year. Tell me a little bit about if someone employs one of their children. Is there a benefit to that, or is there a downside? For medical practitioners, there's a huge benefit to employing a child. Actually, in finance, this is term arbitrage. And arbitrage means it's free money. It's risk-free reward. And believe it or not, there's a little bit of arbitrage in the tax code, and that is to employ a child. So basically, when you employ a child uh, in 2008, the first $5,450 that they earn isn't taxed by the government. It's not subject to federal income taxes. Mm -hmm. But the practitioner gets to write off the wages they pay to their child. And if the practice isn't incorporated, if they're running it as an unincorporated business, then the money that they pay to the child isn't subject to Social Security or Medicare taxes either. 
So basically, if you have a practice, you're not incorporated, and you pay your child as $5,450, you deduct those wages on your tax return. The child pays no taxes on that income. There's no Social Security or Medicare taxes due. So basically, you save $2,000 in taxes by paying your child as $5,000 in salary. Well, in your experience throughout out east, how many doctors' practices are not incorporated? A decent percentage, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. It's not automatic that when a physician goes into practice that they incorporate. If and when that they have business partners, they definitely need to form an entity to protect themselves from their partners. Okay, so a solo practitioner does not have to incorporate. Right, it's not required. And and these docs that are hiring their kids, are these phantom employees, or are they really actually doing something for the... Well, in, in theory, the child has to perform services and get paid a fair market wage for the services that they're providing. How old does that child have to be? All I can say is I did have somebody who employed their, their four-year-old and their six-year-old child, <laughs> and um, that, that person unfortunately got audited, and those wages were disallowed. Sure. Well, that's good that somebody's paying attention to that. Yeah, but there is actually one more advantage. If a child earns a salary from a parent, that salary can be used so the child can put away money into a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. And a Roth IRA, it's an investment opportunity that it doesn't provide a current year tax break, but the child doesn't need one because they're not paying any income taxes. But under the current rules, it grows tax-free. And so if you put it away for a child who's 10, 12 years old, there could be 60, 70 years of compounded growth in this tax-free account. It's a great opportunity. Andrew, is there any benefit to hiring your wife? I can't think of any because, you know, I I took a vow in sickness and in health, but not for lunch. Actually, there's a huge benefit. (laughs) What did you say? Uh, Sickness and health, but not for lunch. But not for lunch. I mean, you don't want to see them all day. Oh, okay. (laughs) But so if your practice has a 401k plan or a simple IRA in place, then employing your spouse is a huge advantage. So the way those plans work is they're salary deferral plans. So the maximum amount that you can put into a 401k through salary deferrals in 2008 is $15,500. So if you go and you employ your, your spouse, and your spouse earns $17,000 from you, you take the 17000 you have to pay Social Security taxes on that income, but the rest, the remaining 15500 you can use that money, put it into a pre-tax, creditor-protected 401k account. It's a great deal. And yeah. the cost is Social Security and Medicare taxes on the $17,000. Since that tax rate is 15.3%, the cost to employ a spouse and pay the spouse $17,000 is about $2,600. But the benefit is you get to save right. federal income taxes on the 15500 which is close to a $6,000 saving. And plus, as I said, then you have $15,500 going in a tax advantage, creditor-protected account. Sounds like a better arbitrage than even having the kid. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Andrew, we're seeing a lot of increase in health savings accounts. What makes that so attractive for a physician? Well, with the rising cost of health insurance, high deductible plans are becoming more and more attractive to healthy professionals. Um, so with a high deductible plan, you potentially have to pay more out-of-pocket expenses, but you're protected against a catastrophic illness or something like that, which is what you want insurance to do. So take us through what it is. You you pay a Let's say you have a $3,000 deductible, and then you pay that, and then after that, everything's covered 100%? Yeah, so when you get the health insurance plan, the maximum out-of-pocket cost is stated. It's stated as part of the insurance plan. But now, what you can do for the last couple of years is you can match up a high-deductible health insurance plan with this new type of account called a health savings account. And a health savings account, it's just like an IRA or any other account that you own. It's your money. And so the way it works is that your practice can make pre-tax contributions into an HSA 
on behalf of you and your family members. Money can be withdrawn tax-free from your HSA at any time to pay qualified medical expenses. Sure. And then any money remaining in your HSA upon reaching the age of 65 can be withdrawn penalty-free to help fund your retirement. Uh, and then does it get taxed at that time, kind of like an IRA would? Yes, you get taxed as ordinary income, but it's just it's another source. All right, so you said the business can actually fund the HSA. Right. That's correct. So that's important to hear. Yep, the practice can fund the HSA for the physician. Okay. And it's pre-tax dollars. We're at the beginning of a new year. How does it work with equipment purchases? I know that there's always something magical at the end of the year. They say, buy something quick. Yep, so the way it works, when you purchase equipment, generally you're supposed to depreciate that equipment over its useful life. So if you purchase a piece of equipment for $50,000 and it has a five-year useful life, you're supposed to take a deduction of $10,000 per year. It doesn't matter when you buy the equipment. It doesn't matter if you borrow money as you repay the loan, when you repay the loan. It's just you depreciate it over its for life. However, every year you can make an election to write off a certain amount of equipment that you purchase and put into business use the same year. Uh, that's called the Section 179 deduction. Sure, the old 179. <laughs> the, yeah, the old 179 deduction. And, and they keep tinkering with this deduction. Back before 2001, the Section 179 deduction was, I think, twenty-four dollars or $25,000. Uh, they increased it earlier this year. It's now a $125,000 deduction that you can claim. So you can purchase equipment, you can open a practice, purchase a practice, expand a practice, and you can write off the first $125,000 of equipment that you purchased this year. And if you spend more than $125,000, then you depreciate the excess over the useful life. And then if you've seen the recent thing that Bush is pushing through uh, Congress or that Bush and Congress have agreed upon, they're talking about raising the 179 deduction to $250,000. Mm-hmm. It's a huge opportunity. Hmm. So what do I do with that? <laughs> well, it's a good time between now and 2010 when the rules are supposed to sunset back to the 2001 rules to consider expanding your practice or... Buying a fancy toy. Getting that laser and, and getting in the cosmetic business. Duh, what if I want to buy a fancy car and ride it through my practice? doesn't fly with the 179? No, the car thing, um, basically, if you purchase a personal automobile, the depreciation is limited as if you purchased a $16,000 car. You can't claim the 179 deduction for that. If you purchase one of those huge SUVs, you can take the 179 deduction for up to $25,000 of the cost. Andrew, what can I do now looking behind me to 2007? Is there something I can still do that will benefit me from last year's taxes? Sure. There's still steps you can take to save some taxes. If you have a retirement plan already set up, you have until the due date of the practice's tax return, including extensions, to fund the plan for 2007, mm-hmm. and you get to deduct the amount you'll be contributing, even if you're on the cash basis of accounting. So usually when you're on the cash basis of accounting, you can only deduct items that you pay for during the year. Uh, This retirement plan contribution you can deduct on your 2007 tax return, even if you don't make the payment until 2008. And then if you don't have a plan set up, don't despair. You have until the due date of your tax return to set up a certain type plan called the SEP IRA. And Andrew, what kind of secrets do you, Andrew Schwartz, know practicing in Boston that you want to share with all the doctors out there that their CPAs may not be aware of that uh, we would benefit from. Okay, so here's the secret. That <laughs> <laughs> here it is. Here it is. The, the tax code is complicated. Yes. So, so I've been a CPA and a tax professional for 20 years. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry to hear that. And I'm still learning about the tax code all the time. Having a CPA is part of your team to help you out with your books and make sure you're doing what you can to minimize your tax burden just makes good business sense. And I find that I have the most success with my clients that I maintain an ongoing discussion. The clients 
who want to save some money and only want my firm to prepare an annual tax return don't get the ongoing advice and planning that my other clients get from us. So I don't really think I have a, a secret secret. There's no magic pill that you can take to, to reduce your taxes, but having an ongoing open dialogue with a tax professional definitely will help minimize a person's taxes in the long run. How does someone find Andrew Schwartz? Well, the best place to find um, the advice that I give is to go to the site mdtaxes.com. On that site, I post two articles a month on different tax-related issues affecting healthcare professionals. Uh, There's a message board where people post questions, and me or the other CPAs respond to those questions, and um, there's other useful information. Well, Andrew Schwartz, thanks for coming on the show today. Pleasure. Thank you. And good luck crunching those numbers. You've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157. Thank you for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.